This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The Darkness Awaits. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mix in just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries. Hey. Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Hillbilly Horror House returns June 1st with Season 2. Glad you can make it, man. Thanks. Me too. So we're back here, huh? I haven't seen him myself, but a lot of the guys are saying they see someone up there staring at them through that window. Holy Mary, Mother of Jesus Christ. Matt? You you see that, right? She's my wife! I'll protect her! You cannot protect her. I know, I know, I'm trying! Make it stop! Get out! What? Get out! Fine. You kiss my ass. I'm out of here. She's the one that caused the accident. That's it. I've had enough of this. It is time to end this shit. Hey guys, welcome to episode 148 of Heavily Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. How y'all doing? Oh, that again. <laughs> yeah, just waiting for him to respond. <laughs> Hope y'all had a great weekend. We sure did. It's pretty up here in this neck of the woods. Yeah, it was a nice day today. We got a cool story for you guys tonight, and it's literally, well, it's a little farther from us now, but from where we lived in Louisville, it's only like 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So it's about, eh. Hour and a half or so away now, but it's a place that I don't know that any podcast has ever talked about, at least as far as in the whole universe, any of the big ones. Well, I don't know if people on Neptune would have heard <laughs> anything on the, down here, so it's possible somebody yeah, on Saturn oh, or something. Okay, cool. That. But it's uh, we're going to do the Gates of Hell Cemetery. Yikes! In Elizabethtown. So we'll get into that in here in a little bit. But obviously, we want to thank all of our men and women in the military and civil servants all over the world, no matter which country you represent. Thank you, guys and girls, for what you do. We appreciate y'all so much and love you. Take care. So I should say guys and women. What'd you say? Girls. That's politically Oh, incorrect. women. Well, we so, know what we are. We're women. We're strong. Well, some people prefer just women. Gotcha. I've learned. That's all right. But we appreciate you guys. Yes, we do. Please stay safe. And we want to make sure everybody realizes that if they're going through some tough times right now, reach out, talk to somebody. It always makes things better when you can talk to somebody. And there are several different ways you could do that. You can call the Suicide Hotline in America, 1-800-275-8255. 
if you're more of a texter, 741-741. And on our Facebook group page, there is a, a list right there. As soon as you sign on to the group, I've made mm-hmm. it where it's right at the head. It's a list of other uh, numbers from around the country That's awesome. for their suicide uh, report. Because we can only give out the one. We, well, we, we have time to usually only give out the one, but there are right. several others, and we post to that. So you've got easy access to it. Absolutely. Give and, us a call anytime if you need yep. to. We're always here. And while you're in the group, if you want to share there, there's plenty of support mm-hmm. there. It's a giant support group with about 3,500 people there right now. It's amazeballs. Hey, Absolutely. I have an issue. What? But it's not like that. It's an issue, but go ahead. An issue. My butt itches. You know where you go to the tanning bed? I don't because I've never went to the tanning bed. Because there's plenty of ways for me to get cancer for free without having to go pay for a subscription to get cancer. Oh, what'd you have to do that for? I'm just saying. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Go ahead. Now I'm depressed. (laughs) You was already depressed. (laughs) Never mind about my butt. Well, you can call this number, 1-800. I will. 275-8255. I might have to. Reach out and talk to somebody in a group about it. I'm sure somebody else has an itchy butt that they can talk to you about. It's not from, like, wiping or anything. It's from the tanning bed. Okay, we've gotten way off track here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we heard a little commercial beforehand just to let everybody do the heads up that uh, last night, or at least on the the uh, first, the new episodes of season two of Hillbilly Horror House have started, so mm-hmm. go check that out. Yeah. It's no longer an hour show, so you'll have to go over and subscribe to Hillbilly Horror House. Check out the new season. Yes. Go check them out. All right. So let's talk about tonight's show. The Gates of Hell Cemetery. This is going to, there, there's a bunch that we can talk about on here, but next week, next Sunday, so a week from today, is the Bobby Mackey show. And mm-hmm. oddly enough, this store, this show is going to have some tie ins to that, including the Gates of Hell Cemetery. Is this the cemetery you were wanting to go to? Yeah. You are crazy as a mopo. This one you're going to find is not your typical uh-uh. stories. Well, you know what? That's fine. You go by your little old self. <laughs> I'll be hanging out with my itchy butt. Okay. So let's talk about this. Now, like I said, this is more of a local story that I think has great appeal to some of the, uh, greater appeal than some of the big stories that we've done. Everybody knows about Bobby Mackey's. Everybody knows about Waverly. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows about this place. And I think that's why it was important to share the story. And normally on something like this, it's hard to come up with a lot of information. But this one's a little easier than you would think, which is why I'm surprised that more people don't talk about it mm-hmm. uh, on some of these podcasts. And, and well, probably because they're scared. Well, there's no scarier than anything else. Well. Anyway, we're talking about the Gates of Hell Cemetery in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Now, some of you will remember the movie called Elizabethtown that had uh, Orlando Bloom and uh, Kristen Dunst in it. From 2005. That's not what that's from, though, is it? Yes. That's from, it's about that whole, is it about that cemetery? <laughs> no, it's not about the cemetery. Oh, it's just about in the limited- town. It's a love story. There's not oh. a whole lot of cemetery love Well, stories. I was thinking that, but I was like, maybe, did they make a movie about that, too? But I'll shut up now. But it is the same Elizabeth Town as the movies, and uh, but all the locals call it E-Town. Nobody calls it Elizabeth Town, mm-hmm. so... If you're unfamiliar with where the area is, it's, like I said, about 30, 40 minutes south of Louisville, and it's really close to Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. So I used to live out 10 minutes from Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. So we used to, you know, go to E-Town all the time. That Mm -hmm. was the big city there, E-Town Radcliffe. Because you lived in the boonies. I did. Uh, So obviously, this place was right there, and being the 
paranormal enthusiast as I am, I made sure that I went there. Some call it Grandview Cemetery. Some call it Casey Cemetery. Those are actual names. It was a family cemetery at one point, Casey Family Cemetery. But it's more commonly known as the Gates of Hell Cemetery. (laughs) The family must love that. Yeah. Well, it's over 300 years old, so it goes back to 1795. So most of the family members probably... Are dead? Yeah, I'm guessing. That's what it was founded anyway, it was 1795. Now, what's... What's there right now? It's it's not your typical well laid out cemetery. It's semi deserted. It's not very well taken care of. Oh, and a lot of vandalism has taken place. Now, it's got what's left of an old iron and stone gate, which just adds to the eeriness, as you can imagine. There's all kinds of rumors from this place involving occult uh, rituals and satanic worshiping. There's one story that says that there's a giant green orb that appeared, and it just kind of hovered for a little bit, and then it shot straight up into the sky and disappeared in like a second's time. Oh, dang. There have been no shortage of sightings of shadow figures and sounds of screaming coming from the cemetery. And we're going to hear a little bit about the shadow figures coming up from a friend of the show, uh, Bishop James Long. Because, and I said there were some tie-ins to Bobby Mackey's. If you guys have seen uh, Portals of Hell, when they had their episode of Bobby Mackey's, uh, Bishop Long, who's been on this show, was also on, on that show. And then also later in this show, we have an interview with Laura, Jan, and Angie from Gatekeeper Paranormal, who are the official paranormal and tour group of Bobby Mackey's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were... Uh, two of those three were also on that show. Yes. So there is a big tie-in to Bobby Mackey's with this one because they're all on the show. But Bishop Long was in Louisville with us. Mm-hmm. And some somebody asked him about the Gates of Hell, and he went on a little rant. Oh, yeah, he did. And he it was, was not the most animated it. that he got all day long, mm-hmm. was talking about this place and how bad it is. And we're going to play a clip from that a little mm-hmm. later of him talking about um, how bad this place is. So, like I said, there's all kinds of shadow people and stuff, and that's part of the story that, that, that he talks about. One of the most common occurrences is car trouble that people experience here. And we're going to focus on uh, lots of experiences with the cemetery, and you'll see how often this car trouble stuff comes up during this. And another thing that happens, not just the car trouble, but objects in the car get rearranged. Like, if you've got stuff in the car, whatever, umbrellas or... Mm-hmm change or something like that when you leave and come back a lot of times they're in different places than they were even though your car is locked oh dang i've been there like i said but it's been probably 13 14 years ago you've been there yes we had this discussion this morning oh yeah we did that was like this morning <laughs> why would you do that because i wanted to see what was there did you see anything no oh but i was there during the daytime if oh. I was. well that don't count and I was there, only there for like 10 minutes. So Anyways, you were scared. No. We were only there for 10 minutes. We had something else to do. <laughs> so most of the headstones are heavily damaged or eroded away because, like I said, this place is really old and there's been a lot of vandalism going on over the years. Supposedly, if you follow the trail all the way back into the forest, there's a, like a little turnaround back there. And there's an oak tree that appears to be like out of place. It's mm-hmm. just it's like, what the hell is that doing there? Literally. Under the tree is a blood-stained rock altar. With that, 
So a lot of the sacrifices have taken place back there. And yes, there have been plenty of animal sacrifices, and we're going to get into that. <sighs> I'm not happy about this. Documented animal sacrifices. Anyway, another legend says that there is a witch's grave. It's supposed to be a little girl, from my understanding. It's hard to find a lot on it, but one, there's supposed to be a witch's grave that's got an iron fence all the way around it. Some of you heard Bishop James Long, so we talked about that uh, in Louisville, and we played the whole interview on the uh, Patreon episode mm-hmm. that we did. We released it for Patreon members. And I'm going to play you that clip right now, because I think it'll set the tone for the rest of the experiences we talk about. Okay. You know, I, th- I think this is going to be one of those. It's like, oh damn! Now I can't wait to hear what else mm-hmm. happened out there. If we got a, if we have an exorcist and a priest that has this kind of fear of the place, mm-hmm. this should grab your attention. So let's listen to Bishop Long. I could talk to you guys about two hours of places that I've been to. The Gates of Hell Cemetery. Uh, that really the Gates of Hell Cemetery is stay away. Stay away. Do not go to the Gates of Hell. Stay far away. Gates of Hell Cemetery is in Kentucky. Yes, it is. Um, stay away. Guys, I'm serious. I swear. Can I just say real quick? When you go there, there is a fence around it. It's, it's basically an abandoned cemetery. In the back is what they call the witch's tree. It's a dead tree. A lot of people will perform satanic rituals there, and a family contacted me to go in and then perform blessings. So we went in there. It was around midnight. We walked back there. It was deathly, deathly quiet. No crickets. You could hear nothing. We walked back there. I saw uh, an animal that had been mutilated and a skull that was used. Um, so I have that, by the way. I have that. I, I have taken it out. And when we were back there, the, the trees... Just the top of the trees were swaying like they were about to break. And all around, we'd see like 200 shadows. I mean, just running around us. I mean, just running. It was every. And by the way, there was a police officer who was on our team. And he testified in all this. And we could clearly see the shadows. And there was only one way in and one way out. And so we, we said, okay, I'm not here to perform the minor rite of exorcism. I do not have my items. It's time to go. So we all felt like we were being closed in. Remember, one way in, one way out. So we were leaving, and just as soon as we got out, right about right here, there's a big tree right at the entrance. We turned around, and the officer was, I could hear that, because he was shaking. He was shining a light on this, even to this day, I don't know what it was, it was a big tree, full moon. We could see clearly see it. It was about an eight-foot figure. Uh, we could see the wings uh, spread out. It had eyes, red eyes. It was looking right down on us. And my other friend, who was a photographer, had a $400 camera, and he was so frightened, literally he dropped it, and it crashed everywhere. I- I'm telling you, I have never seen that thing before in my life. I don't know what it was, but I do know that if we had continued to move forward, something would have happened. That was actually the first. It's interesting. I don't get scared when I see someone ripping their fingernails off or something like this because they're fully possessed. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, I I don't like this. (laughs) Because I didn't know what I was dealing with. And even to say, I still don't know. That was terrifying. That was terrifying. That was really scary. So stay away from the gates of hell, guys. It's a really bad place. 
Uh, it's just one of those things. If you go there, you know, you might get something you don't want. So how bad is a place when you've got a world-renowned exorcist who's seen so many things, so many demons, so many people uh, possessed or at least mental issues where they think mm-hmm. they're possessed to scare somebody that bad to where to this day they're like, I was terrified. Yeah. I mean, he was so passionate about it, too. I mean, he, he almost like couldn't say it strong enough for you to hear him. And out of the whole interview that he did today, or not interview, but presentation, mm-hmm. that was the only time where he had that kind of energy of, yeah. of like you said, passion mm-hmm. and, and concern. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I don't want to go there, thank you. I'll just take his word for it. <laughs> I don't think he could have made it any more clear to stay away. No, not at all. So, I don't know. I just thought that would be cool to kind of set the tone. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about occult activity up there. Some of this definitely has been documented. You heard him say he saw stuff himself that he, you know, a skull that he took back with him, saw mm-hmm. some some animals. Back in April of 2003, there was an article titled, Grizzly Finds at the Hardin County Cemetery Prompt Investigation. And that was uh, back from the, the newspaper there in Hardin County. And... This came about because two members of the Kentucky Society of Ghost Research, uh, which is a group out of Louisville, they went there to do some investigating. And they also, I'll give them kudos for this. They go up there as a big group and try to take care of the place a little bit. They try to fix some stuff that's that's been damaged. And um, so you'll hear a little bit more about that. But Pamela Brooks and uh, Angela Amarine, they found the remains of three dogs, a puppy, two cats, a calf, and a deer scattered all around the cemetery. Wow. There was also a bloody 20-pound bag of dog food. Hmm. What's the point of that? Why you got dog food there? To lure a man? Probably to lure. So the Kentucky State Police investigated for some possible animal cruelty, but they said that there was no sign of cruelty or animal sacrifice. Trooper Roger Waters said that it appeared more like it was like a dumping ground for deceased animals. Pamela Brooks, though, she said that she could see how it might appear like that, but that that was the bones and stuff had ashes and char marks on them. So that's not no. what was happening at all, in her, in her opinion. And she said they were torn apart pretty good. Oh, my gosh. Trooper Waters said that animals normally have their throats slit and their hearts and organs removed in cases of sacrifice, and he didn't see any signs of that. Brooks said that in her her way of thinking is that there was definitely more going on than just animals being dumped there. She said that many people feel that it's a haunted place, but it's also a meeting place for satanic groups. She feels like that there's evidence of this because every time she's ever been there, she's found black candles and satanic spray paint on the road and the trees leading up to the way. Mm-hmm. Trooper Waters said that he didn't find any black candles. And uh, he did see some spray paint, but he didn't consider it to be satanic for what he saw. Mm-hmm. Like he saw there was like a yellow cross, and he saw a outline of a body, you know, like like a chalk outline yeah. that somebody had done. And I mean, I mean, what else does he need? And he saw a swastika. Oh well, hello. Well, I mean, so I mean, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that that's necessarily satanic, but right, it may not be, but it's but definitely it's, more than what he's thinking. Right, I don't know. So, Brooks said that the uh, bodies were mutilated pretty bad, and they appeared to have been skinned and burnt. 
And she said mostly there was just bones left, but they weren't decayed. So it's not like they'd been just sitting around or rotting. And so that's how the bones got there. She said it looked like the, they'd been stripped of the flesh. So she also found some black electrical tape back there, and she thinks that the tape was maybe used to hold the tape to animals' mouths shut. But that's speculation. Ninja. <laughs> Burke said it looked like two of the dogs were Rottweilers, and the, uh, the other two were Beagles. One had its skull crushed in. The calf was by a burn barrel that had been used for animal sacrifices two years earlier. Brooks and Amarine have made some eerie discoveries up there during their investigations, and the Kentucky Society for Ghost Research uh, came to July before that and cleaned up the grounds. The whole group experienced a negative feeling that they couldn't explain all at the same time mm -hmm. when they were up there. Brooks said that the cemetery has been a uh, destination for thrill-seekers for years, and her group has actually scared some of them off because they want to stop the abuse of animals and the desecration of the cemetery. Yeah. So at some point, the cemetery was actually known as the Killing Field. Oh, my gosh. And after their last trip, they said they could see why it was called that. That is so awful. Another legend is that there was a bad spirit who was summoned by one of these rituals, and the spirit keeps all of the children's spirits in the area as prisoners. That was a demon in the background. <laughs> How can you keep them prisoners? Can't they go where they want? Baby, I don't know. I mean, we've heard stories before about houses to where there's one spirit that kind of keeps the other spirits at bay and stuff like that. So I don't necessarily know. Because if they don't know that they can go everywhere, mm -hmm. they might feel trapped. I mean, why would there be uh, ghosts still in prisons and stuff like that? Yeah. Thing? Just, so, I mean, I don't know. I wish I had the answers. Her friend recommended they secure everything in their pockets uh, or left in the car because they had heard about the spirits at the cemetery liking to take your stuff. Mm -hmm. And Jill was very skeptical because she obviously had never experienced any uh, anything from a haunted place. She'd been to several but never had anything happen. So she was like, okay, we're here. It's kind of creepy, but, you know, no big deal. But she took their word for it and... Uh, they took everything they had, they put it in their jacket pockets, and they zipped them up, you know, their coats and stuff like that. Other three did the exact same thing, and they, you know, had their wallet, cigarettes, lighters, stuff like that. They made sure all of it was secure. When they arrived at the cemetery, it was obvious that it was a very old cemetery. The dates on the on the headstones went all the way back to the 700s. 700s? 1700s. Oh, good 1700s. grief. Sorry, 1700s. Okay. Whew. <laughs> yeah, there was... <laughs> There was nobody. There was nobody except for the uh, Native Americans here in the 700s. Oh. She said the chills alone creeped her out. All she, all they could hear was their own breath. Uh, every once in a while, some rustling leaves from the wind, and an occasional cow moving. Moo. One of the friends thought it would be funny to spit on some of the graves. <gasps> Why would they do that? I don't know. Then he kicked it up a notch and decided that he was going to pee <gasps> on, some, on on a, bru uh, a bush that was right there by one of the graves, some, and some of it got on the grave. I hope he his wiener fell off. He wouldn't as <laughs> I don't know that that happened. It didn't show up. That's disrespectful. Now, he wasn't as scared as the other three were, so he just kept doing stuff. They kept checking back at the car to make sure nothing was wrong, nothing was tampered with. They kind of just sat around for a little bit and... Took turns checking out some of the older uh, headstones, and the whole crew was just smoking and flicking cigarettes all over the place. 
they were kind of being loud, laughing and stuff like that. She had, Jill admits that they were kind of being disrespectful and, and she kept telling everybody to make sure, you know, the stuff is still in your pockets. Well, the one friend walked up to her boyfriend and asked, you know, hey, dude, you need to quit spitting and peeing on graves and stuff. It's kind of disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Jill insisted that they leave. So she starts walking towards the car. Jill said at that point she heard a whisper in her left ear very clearly say, leave. She froze. She said she felt cold breath on the back of her neck, and then she heard, now. She screamed and told everybody that they needed to leave now. She was sick to her stomach, and she wanted out of there immediately. So she told them what had happened, and and the guys, they didn't believe her. But they came to the car pretty quickly anyway, because obviously she was concerned. They made sure that uh, they had all of their belongings, as they were told several Mm -hmm. times. Did they? Yes. They sat in the in the same seats. This is, this is part of her details of knowing how everything. They sat in the exact same seats they were when they as came they up. Left. Mm-hmm. And the car started having troubles. It started sputtering and stuff, which it hadn't done on any of the trip. And this was a fairly new car. Oh my gosh, that would be so scared. As they're driving down this long road, one of the guys notices that there's a bunch of cows asleep in the pasture and thought it would be funny to go cow tipping. <laughs> okay, I immediately that, thought Tommy Boy. And that is kind of funny. I've done that myself, actually. It's not really funny, but kind You've of been is. cow tipping? I have cow tipped. That seems cruel. It is cruel, and that's why I never did it again. Well, actually, go on with story. <laughs> <laughs> Jill just wanted to get out of there. She wouldn't have doing any cow tipping or anything. She just wanted to be gone. So the two guys really wanted to go, so they park <laughs> on the side of the road. What? Think of Chris Farley and Rob Lowe? Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, so they park on the side of the road right in front of a ditch, diagonal from this old creepy house. So Jill sat in the driver's seat, and she was told to flash lights if anybody came out. Mm -hmm. And also, if somebody came out, they wanted to come over there and pick them up. So Mm -hmm. all three of them went over there except for her. Mm -hmm. One of the problems was, one, she was scared to death. Oh, God, yeah. And two, this car was a stick, and she had never driven a stick ship before. (laughs) So she didn't even know. She didn't know what to do. Yeah. That's why you always should know how to drive any kind of vehicle. So she starts looking at this is actually kind of funny. They're in they're now into the pasture heading towards these these, these cows. And as she starts looking and focusing a little more, she notices something about all these cows. They've all got something in common. What? They're all bulls. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Might wanna be cow tipping a bull. Yeah. So, they eventually figured it out, and they come running. And they'd been over there for a little bit, and it looked like two of them were looking for something. Well, when they get back to the car, uh, well, one of them, let me go back. One of them had lost their wallet. The guy who had been peeing on the graves and mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. he lost his wallet, and they couldn't find it. Good. And now the, cat, the bulls were starting to get antsy, mm-hmm. so they couldn't look anymore. Well, at this time, a light came on in the house. Oh, because they heard the yeah, bulls out there? I guess there? they heard something, the commotion. The light comes on, and she starts flashing the light, and then they notice, hey, the car's not coming this way. So they all come running towards the car. They get in the car, and they take off. Now they're driving down this foggy road again. And now they said it was even more dense than what it was earlier. Now, the guy who had lost his wallet, he was obviously upset. He'd lost his wallet. I don't know how much money or anything, but... Well, I'd be more upset worrying about the... 
the demon would find his wallet and return it to him. Like, uh, lose something and then possess his ass. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I think that's how it works. <laughs> they, they look and return wallets. Okay. So, anyways, so the, the guy was upset and he's leaning his head up against the window of the car and it was slightly cracked. That really has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Other than the fact that she just pointing out how many details she remembers about Dang, the Dang, that's good. All he could say was, damn, I can't believe I lost my wallet. But immediately after he said that, he heard a loud, dis- Ooh, good timing, Ninja. <laughs> after he heard that, or after he said that, he heard a very loud, distinct little girl giggling. It sounded like it came from outside the window, but it was impossible because they were driving, and it was 2 a.m. in the morning. There was nothing but fields and houses, so there mm-hmm. was no way. He looks over at Jill, and Jill's got a blank face because she heard it, too. She heard the giggling? Yeah, they both heard it. So they're just oh kind of looking at each goodness. other. Here's the weird thing, though. They're the only two who heard it in the car. The guy who lost his wallet and Jill. Yeah, because she heard the other stuff before. Right. So now he he believed that Jill had heard what she said she mm-hmm, heard mm-hmm. back at the cemetery. How about that? That's so scary, I can't even stand it. So that was that story. Well, the reason I didn't want to tell you about the cow tipping story is because I was young and dumb-er. And... <laughs> So it was me, and I don't even remember who it was now. We was trying to, to tip the cow, and the cow did fall over, and then I cried. Because <laughs> I saw, oh, my God, we hurt the cow. And then I started giving him loving, and I said, I'm sorry, cow, and then we ran. You gave a cow loving. I gave him a hug, and I petted <laughs> him, and I said, I'm sorry, cow. I'll never do this again. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I did. I felt so bad. And it's so weird because when I went to work for Dr. Fox in Louisville, I, for some reason, he was, he brought up cow tipping. I have, he was talking to a patient. He's like, I bet Teresa's been cow tipping. And he just like bellow laughing. Like, I'm, I'm like, what? And I'm like, what's so funny? Yeah, I have. And then he really lost it. He goes, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. And it was really bad. I told him never to bring it up again. And, of course, he did. He told a lot of patients that I cow tipped. <laughs> made me feel bad. <laughs> that was okay. a good story. But I'm telling you what, honey. I'm going to listen to Bishop Long. I ain't going there. We're going. No, I'm not going there. He would tell you not to go to Sally House. He told you not to go to Bobby Mackey's, and we're going next week. I, but I've already been to Bobby Mackey's. Okay, but he told you not to, so. I know. I got his holy water. I'll take it with me. He okay. gave us holy water. And oil. I mean, oil is what I meant. Yeah, no, wait. No, he oil. gave me both things. Yeah. Yeah, and anointing oil. But okay. I ain't wasting my salt. That's just no good. Uh, no. You better, you, better save your, <laughs> you better save your holy water for the Sally House. Oh, my gosh. I am so scared. All right. <laughs> so let's let's talk a few other little quick ones. Now, Shauna said that she'd been there a bunch of times, and she had car trouble multiple times. One time, she even saw a Bible that had been burned earlier that day or either the night before. On one occasion, she said that it was her and her friend were out there, and um, they got one of her friends. This is odd. She said one of her friends just fell out of the car while they were driving. How do you do that? I don't know. But she said he fell out of the car. <laughs> And when he did, he fell into a puddle. <laughs> it was chilly. It was chilly puddle? No, it was chilly outside. Oh. 
And yeah, that a puddle be, of chili. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of drugs are you on? I don't know. So his shirt's wet. He falls in his puddle. His shirt's wet. And he takes his shirt off because mm-hmm. it's soaked and it's cold. And this guy just kind of appears out of nowhere and gives takes off his shirt and gives oh. it to him. He literally gave him their shirt off his back. No, he didn't. And then they turned around to thank him and the guy was just gone. Oh, my god! Keep in mind, this is in the middle of nowhere. That was very nice. See, there are nice ghostesses out there. <laughs> and then there's Tiffany. Oh, that's she, so sweet. Tiffany said that words cannot describe this place. She said it's an eerie feeling of discomfort, like someone is always watching you. Karen said that she lived in a home that was in the area, and her children kept seeing other children who weren't there. Specifically, a little girl in a white gown with no shoes. Wait, who was seeing the little girl? The little kids. Oh, the kids her were. Kids. Okay. Her four-year-old son had frequent visits with this little girl in a white gown. Oh, that's nice. Apparently not. Oh. It got so bad that they had to break their lease, and they were sued by the landlord. And she said that they settled, but no amount of money could ever... Um, was she a mean little girl? Too, I don't know. But she said there was no amount of money that could ever be too much for the uh, for the psychological yeah, marks that this kids. type of situation would create on the child. Oh, wow. That's Cass, a shame. I know it. That's really a shame. Cass said that she went with some friends out there for a few times, and it got worse every time that she went out there. She said the first time she went, she only got about halfway through the cemetery, and there's a part where the path kind of cuts off. Mm-hmm. And she said she couldn't go any further. What do you mean? She said it was like there was an invisible wall there. She kept trying to go past it. She couldn't go back. It was almost like something was pushing her back. Uh, she said she heard a dark laugh, and her boyfriend uh, told her that it was time to go because there were people in robes kneeling down in the center of the doors. <gasps> so they left. They did come back another night, though, and Cass said she felt uncomfortable but was actually able to go through this time. Then they start seeing some strange things. And they wanted to go. It was her, her and some friends and her boyfriend. She said, when she said she wanted to leave, her boyfriend started acting weird. He wanted to stay. And then just before they got out, they were almost out of the cemetery, her boyfriend yelled and she looked at him, looked, looked back over time, and she noticed that his arm was slashed open and three marks and it was bleeding badly. You so are three kidding. slash marks. And she said, whatever it was, almost pulled him to the ground. And they never went back. Oh, my Lord. I don't know why she went back in the first dang place. (laughs) I don't either. (sighs) So that's the story of the Gates of Hell. I don't even like that. Can you imagine living by that place? Well, yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, I. No way. And all the houses back there are like real old farmhouses and stuff. So it is creepy back there, even during the day. It looks like something out of Children of the Corn. Wow. That was intense. That's what we're going to do when we go out there and camp. Hell we're no. camp intense. No, you're... No. <laughs> out there by that tree, Bishop. Yeah, was talking I bet about. you do. That's what we really need to do. I bet we don't. We need to set up a show out there. Jerry. There wouldn't be any electricity. We'd have to just talk loud. No, we're not doing that. I think we do that. No, I will not be participating in that event. If y'all want to get your all's asses possessed, you go on by yourself. <laughs> Not me. Okay. Would you like to read some Patreons and iTunes reviews, please? I'm trying to calm my heart down. 
Well, you can calm that down while I tell everybody about the next upcoming event that the tickets are available for. We're probably going, by the way, try to set another event up for Bobby Mackey's because those tickets sold out months ago mm-hmm. and there's only 50 seats available. Yeah. And I talked to the young ladies because we're getting ready to, after we get through talking about this, we're going to play the um, interview I did with gatekeepers. And let me tell you about this on the interview. Remember we did the forest, uh, Hoi Bachu Forest over in Romania? Yeah. They've been there. They've and been going, to the whole, and they're going back this November. So they they've got been some, to the gates of hell. I mean, that place, that terrible place. Hoi Bachu. Yeah. Hoi, and, say it again. Hoi Bachu. Hoi Bachu. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. But they've been there and they're going back in November. So they were kind of talking about that. What were they, what did they think? I don't remember. Well, there's an interview that tells people I'm not going to rehash it. Oh. <laughs> but. Anyway, so, okay, let's, let's jump back to this. So Bobby Mackey's is a week from day on Sunday, but the young ladies that you're going to hear in this interview, two of the three, uh, will be at Bobby Mackey's event. And they're going to be giving us, uh, some history. So it'd be us telling the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not, and we're not doing Bobby Mackey's, by the way. Uh, we've got a cool story for you from. I wonder if Wanda hunts there. I don't know. That would be, I bet she does. Uh, she probably she does. She was such a nice lady. Yeah. I bet she does. I bet her and know what's his face hangs out. Oh, what's his face? You know, that lived upstairs. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, Carl Lawson. Carl. Yeah, yeah, we talk. So we talk a little bit about Carl. We talk about Bishop. Bond. We talk about the gates of. I mean, the um, uh, portals of hell being there, and Jack mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and Katrina and all that. So it's, but it's a it's a cool interview. So they'll be there. But okay, great. We did talk about setting up another one, maybe for later this year, since it'll be a lot of interest in it. Anyway, so then we've got Sally House coming up. There's only like 30 tickets left. If you have not got your tickets for Kansas, you might want to jump on those because they will sell out quick. Mm-hmm. A weekend of stuff. Indianapolis is the next event. It's this month, June 22nd, a week before Tracy's birthday. Mm-hmm. She'll be 87. <laughs> she looks well for her age. Thanks. But it'll be the week before. And like I said, it'll be us and Justin Rimmel from Mysterious Circumstances. So you're at last week. Mm-hmm. The guys from Ohio, uh, Natasha. Man, this is, I am so excited about that show. It we'll is. There. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. So anyway, I won't babble about upcoming shows. The birthday show, though, is coming up with Tony. <laughs> I think you already did it, babe. All right. So, Tracy, you've got some iTunes reviews for this week. I do. Palomo. No. Palama. Rojo. Rojo. With rhymes with... Never mind. <laughs> Leah Bella. C.M. West. 86. M.J.T.J. 02. Mariana. Bluegrass Will. And a special shout out to Adrian White and her beautiful unborn daughter, Posey. And I know you're so excited to meet that beautiful, and I love, love, love that name. I love it. And it's pretty awesome because she put in her review that if we could make mention of her unborn child, that she could go back later. Yeah. And and let her listen somewhere down the line. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's an honor. I mean, that it is, really is truly an honor. And I cannot wait to see the sweet pictures of that baby. And wish you guys the best, honey. We love y'all. And then we've got some Patreon. We do. We have some Patreons this week. Claudette Gladue. Oh, my gosh. I bet I've said your name to myself four times today because I just love the way it rolls. How many times was it wrong when you said it? Never. <laughs> it might be wrong now, but I think it just sounds amazing. <laughs> Stacy Aver, Braden Heron, Trina Dawes, and Shayla G. 
thank you guys so much for your support. We really honestly couldn't do this without y'all and just your reviews and, you know, I don't even know what to say. I, I, you guys just with our group and everything, with all the support, the reviews that you give us, I mean, it is really overwhelming and we just feel so blessed every day that we get to see all this. We are just so blessed and we can't wait to meet all of you guys. It's just, we just look so forward to it. And uh, we just love you all, and we just want you to know that. I haven't said it quite like I've wanted to in a while. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because we've had a couple of people mention uh, in reviews and stuff, and not everything's always going to be positive. We know that. But we've had a couple of people mention, oh, y'all talk about the live shows too much. But let me explain this to you that nobody really understands. These live shows, they're not about money. No. They're not about uh just get they're about us getting to meet so many people that we talk to on facebook and and never ever get to meet i mean that's why it kills us to be able to to, when somebody says like hey i wish you'd come to denver or wish you'd come to phoenix trust me we want to and it's nothing to do with you know going to houston was such a big thrill for us oh my gosh it was just because of the fact we got to get a little further west and meet up with some people we didn't you know would never get a chance to meet otherwise Mm -hmm. I mean, we get to go to like Indy and Cincy and stuff all the time. So there's a bunch of you guys that we've met a right. bunch of times. And we are so grateful for that. But, you know, when we see people, when we were in Houston, you know, Michelle Hannigan Scott, she, she, her and her daughter drove down from South Dakota all the way down to Houston. <laughs> I know. I just, it just blows my mind. But, you know, she's, I think she mentioned that all the podcasts that were there she loved. Yeah. And, and, you know, and she just took advantage of it. And we cannot be more grateful for that. But she is just one example of many who come big distances, mm-hmm. you know, to see us. And, still, and, I mean, it still blows our mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't even get over it. I just can't. So, yeah, we get excited about these live shows and we want people to come out. And Natasha's coming from Australia. Australia. Good Lord. Australia. But keep in mind, we also have to pay for this stuff, too. So, yeah, that's why we have to sell tickets. Yeah. You know, we would love to be able to just go to places and just say, hey, let's have a big meetup. If I had a bazillion dollars, I swear, (laughs) I would gather all of you guys up in one spot, and we just would have the best time ever, just getting to know each other. Oh, my gosh. I just wish. I wish. Yeah, so that, like I said, it's definitely not about the money, or we'd be charging forty dollars a ticket. Oh, like, yeah, please, we're like not, some we're shows not, have done. Yeah, and, and we don't want to do that. We just want the honor of meeting you guys. That means more to us than anything, anything. Yeah, because some of these shows literally are fifteen bucks in three mm-hmm. shows, and we yeah. all split the money, so it's just enough for us to get from point yep. A to point B. And and other podcasters feel the same way. It's not about that. It's about meeting you all in person and just saying thank you to what you do for us every week and just you know the reviews we get you know that we make you guys laugh or make you feel better on a daily basis well i mean you guys make me feel that way and i'm sure jerry as well with your kind reviews even the bad reviews it's okay you know it's fine but we just really want you all to know how much we appreciate and love every one of you all and i think i'd be lost without y'all now i don't know what i'd even do yeah absolutely i mean we've had people that they donate on Patreon, and mm-hmm. then their financial situation has changed, and they'll mm-hmm. have to uh, quit donating, which is completely fine. And, oh and my God, some, of yes. them, some of you guys will write notes and, and be like, We're, "I'm so sorry," you know. That, and I'm, well, you know, baby, I y'all always, don't have to apologize I for always anything. Write back. Yeah. You never have to apologize never. for a financial situation. We appreciate anything and everything, yeah. and we never expect. No, not it, at all. 
I think we would be more heartbroken if we lost members in the group or yeah. just people didn't listen to us. That would be devastating for me. I mean, because I've come to love all, all of you. I know I've never met a fourth of you. But we just want you all to know and just to make you realize that we love you guys. You guys are the best. We thank you for supporting us because there's days where I'm not having a great day, but then I'll read your review and then it just brings it all back. And there's lots of ways to support. It's not always financial. It's not always coming to the show or Patreon. Mm -hmm. Just tell a friend about Mm -hmm. us. Just tell, um, you know, if we've got a sponsor, Wix or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and you want to get a website, get it from Wix. If you're going to get one anyway, get it from Wix. Put our, put the, those things help us as well. Mm -hmm. If it's something you're going to use anyway. And did you say your son already did, Austin already did that? Did you say, didn't he do that? He, did, already... he did Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood. And, uh, but we've got a guest on, that'll be on next week. She started a website and she used Wix because we mm-hmm. were talking about it. So well, all good. that, all that stuff helps us, but especially spreading the word. And that's completely free. If you could just get one person to subscribe to the podcast and start listening. That's a more than we could ever ask for. Oh, God, yeah. Join our group. Join in the conversation. The more the merrier. We'd love to get to know all of you. So, yep. I didn't mean to ramble on. I just haven't said it in a long time. But just know you guys are really appreciated. And uh, we just love you guys. So now let's listen to Laura, Angie, and Jan from Gatekeeper Paranormal. You're going to like this. This is very, very uh, yeah. educational and also informative. So it's, it's pretty fun. I guess educational and informative kind of same thing. About the same thing. But so, you know. Either way. Anyway, we, we love you guys and have a listen to them real quick. Hey guys, we got a special treat for you because it's been a little over a year since we've uh, had a, an opportunity to talk to our friends over at Gatekeeper Paranormal. And tonight we've got Jan, Angie, and Laura on from the group. How are you doing tonight, ladies? Good. Doing, Hi, doing good, Jerry. Doing great. Now, we have you on because you are the official paranormal investigators and run the tours of Bobby Mackey's. And obviously, you guys will be in charge of uh, giving us some history and doing the tours when we do our event there uh, just a few weeks from now. Yeah, can't wait. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun just because I know how that place is. And I know we're going to have 50 people in there that are excited. And we're going to have the place all to ourselves. So that's kind of cool. Out of all the events we've done, usually they're at a a bar or a restaurant or something. This is the first one we've actually done that's within the haunted establishment that uh, we're doing a show in. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're we're pretty fortunate that we um, we have firsthand access to uh, to Bobby Mackey's. He's entrusted us and with, uh, you know, with the bar for the past, what, five or six years, I think. And, um, so yeah, we're, we, we know the building pretty much like the back of our hand. So let me ask you this. Uh, obviously when we set this thing up five, six months ago, we didn't have an idea. You guys might have already, but, um, just a couple of weeks ago, portals of hell had their, showing of the episode where they were at Bobby Mackey's and they had some longtime friends in there. Of course, uh, you guys were there, at least some of you. And then we had Bishop James Long, who's been on the show and did one of our live events up in Louisville. He was on the show. So it was really cool. That has got a renewed interest in Bobby Mackey's. Not that it ever went anywhere because that's always going to be one of the top places, but it, it got a little extra buzz once that episode came out. Um, 
Angie, what are your thoughts on what you've seen so far? From Have you seen renewed interest of uh, people calling wanting more tours than they normally would this time of year since that episode came out, or has it had any effect at all? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, the, the past couple of weeks, I, I think they've in, increased a little bit. Um, I know we've had a lot more, uh, you know, like messages coming through on social media and stuff like that. And, and Laura, I, I don't know if you've seen, a, you think, what an increase in uh, requests. It seemed like it to me. It seemed like in the week following the show, it seemed like we got kind of a a clump of, of requests yeah. for tours like all at once. But, you know, summer just normally is busier than, than the rest of the year, um, or at least right. busier than the wintertime. So it's kind of hard to say, but it did seem like there for about a week, we did get quite a few all at once come in. Yeah, and and we noticed there was a lot a lot more like you said, Jerry, buzz over social media. You know, people were talking about it more, uh, you know, just showing interest. You know, there were good reviews and there were bad reviews. And, uh, and there are know. still people, still people who say, oh, I would never go there. You couldn't pay me to go there. <laughs> you know, there's still those people. Yeah, always. So let me let me ask you this. So I didn't get to see every bit of the episode. We were actually out of town uh, in Houston doing another live event. So I missed some of it. How many of you actually got to make it onto the TV show? It was Angela and I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Jan was uh, available. I think she had a conflict personal schedule or something yeah. like that. Or maybe she doesn't like being on TV. Yeah. They want to be. Well, Laura wants to be the TV star. No, I don't. <laughs> and Angie won't watch herself anyway. <laughs> Uh, we had fun with it, though. It, it was it was a lot of fun. It was you know good to to meet uh, Jack and Katrina again. So I noticed uh, I saw the part where Laura was on, and uh, the first thing I thought of was, "Hey, at least I got Laura and her name right." Because when you <laughs> when y'all did the BuzzFeed Paranormal or the BuzzFeed Unsolved Paranormal uh, yes. episodes, they were doing. They had Angie on there, but they had Laura's name. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. 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 That was a mess. <laughs> and, and, you know, that happens. I mean, we've, we've read a lot of, you know, different articles and, and, uh, different, um, you know, segments like the, the BuzzFeed where, you know, they, they've got, you know, their references incorrect, but it happens. What's going to be cool about this event? And I want to touch back on, on Portals Hell here in a little bit, but I want to get back to this event. What's going to be good about this one is this is the only event we've done. And since we've got the advantage of being inside of a location like Bobby Mackey's, there was no way we were going to do this without having some type of a tour set up. And that's where you guys come in. Y'all have uh, graciously um, cut a sweet deal on this thing. I mean, you're well, everybody that comes is going to get a show from us and then you guys are going to tell the history and then give an hour tour. And, you know, the tickets prices that people are paying you guys, you know, that that's a bargain because that's, that's, you know, less than you guys normally charge for a tour right there for, you know, so I, th I thought that was awesome of you guys to make this happen where it was very affordable for everybody. Yeah. And we do, we, we want to, to be able to keep it affordable for, for, you know, everybody from, you know, just the, like the local, uh, adrenaline junkies to the, you know, to the larger actual, you know, the paranormal groups that are, are not that everybody's not serious, but the, the, the groups that are, you know, more serious, uh, 
you know, about investigating. We want to be able to keep it affordable for everybody to come and experience it. Um, and again, we, we've got many people from all over the world that do come. So, um, and Bobby is, is very humble and, and gracious that, uh, you know, that people do, uh, you know, come and, and see the bar. And, and then of course, sometimes they'll even, you know, go on the weekends and, and watch him play with his band. It's hard to believe because Bobby's up there now. He's in his seventies, but he still puts on a heck of a show. Yeah, yep, it does. does. So let me ask you this. Over the years, Bobby has pretty much kind of blown it off. You know, I don't really believe in ghosts. I've kind of heard some stories that as of the last year, year and a half, that he's kind of going back on that a little bit and saying he believes in a little more than he ever let on. Do you guys get that feeling? I don't know. You're right. He doesn't give it no mind. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like you said, he's back and forth on it. I I think he's, I think again, he's a healthy skeptic. He, I, I think, um, you know, he believes that everybody has these experiences and and you know have seen and and heard things. And I believe he wants to believe because you know his his current wife and also his wife uh, first wife who's now deceased you know she experienced things as well, and I think that he really wants to believe the you know the the stories that he's heard. But again, he's that skeptic. I think it's you know processing it. Am I really seeing or hearing this? Uh, you know the the logical part of his. His brain is just not processing it. I guess maybe I don't. I don't know, but um, and that you happens know, but, to all of us. I think you know. Yeah, you don't yeah. have something dramatic happen. It's hard to believe, right? You know everything that you hear. Yeah, that's understandable. And and there's some people <laughs> out there they're never going to believe until they have that incident that that happens. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Laura is as as our biggest biggest skeptic of our group um and i I think she's had some pretty remarkable thing you know experiences i've had had a remarkable experience last night do you want me to tell it absolutely yeah since she won't be there on that night yeah um yeah i won't be there i don't think so i won't be able to tell my story but here here's what it is for the last couple of years because there's pool tables in the back of of the bull room there are three pool tables and every time i give a tour if there are balls sitting on the table i usually take a few of them and i put them next to the pockets just like right on the edge they're not hanging over i just put them there and i always ask the spirits to knock them in it's never happened so you know but i still do it every time i put the balls out well last night i did that and when we were all standing back there, I had eight people and we were standing back there and nothing happened. So we walked away to another part of the building and we were actually sitting at some of the tables. One of the girls kind of freaked out and said she saw a shadow back in the corner. So her and I and another girl got up and walked to the opposite side of the room from where she saw the shadow. And we were just standing there watching to see if the shadow was going to reappear and she said something like, I wish if there was something there, it would knock one of those balls in. And no joke, a ball went in. And there was nobody around that table. Nobody was walking. Nobody was moving. 
the ball just fell in the pocket and rolled down and it was it was amazing and you know i'm a skeptic i call myself a skeptical believer now um but that was that was incredible and i i don't know what to say about it other than it was incredible were you jealous that you've been asking for years and this lady asked one time that happened? <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, Jerry. Thanks. <laughs> well, you know, Lord, for you to be a skeptic, but you've seen a full-bodied apparition in there. I know. I know. I know. It's like, what does it have to happen, Laura, to make you a true believer? Uh, I don't, For it to knock a pool ball in when I say, <laughs> not her. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you got to come out with scratches? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've been scratched too. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just have to question things. That's what it is. I mean, I, if there's an explanation, I need to try to find it. And if I can't find one, then it's just unexplained. I don't know. So you, I guess I do the same thing. You brought up scratches. That that brings me to my next point. So let's back to the portals of hell because I knew we were going to go back there. Bishop Long was very adamant when he talked to uh, Katrina and uh, Jack about not going back in that place. And, of course, Bishop Long was involved with the uh, the exorcism with Carl Lawson. So I, I can understand why he may have some thoughts. And, and um, I guess my question is, he seemed pretty intent – that there's something evil inside of Bobby Mackey's where not a lot of people had that same take. What do you three feel? You're in there all the time. What do you think is there? And do you think there's anything there that is malevolent? My answer is no. 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 Mm-mm. No, but... <laughs> there, there is definitely something there. Are they angry spirits? I, I think so. Are they confused? Yes, I think so. And, and Katrina asked this same question. Um, she and Jack both asked, you know, why do you think there are spirits here? Do you think they're demonic? And my re- my answer speaking for myself is no, I don't think they're demonic, but I think there's something there because of the hundreds of people that come into that building doing all sorts of different religious rituals. Just, you know, some of them are very, um, I, I don't want to be insulting, but and in, in call anyone weird, but some of these rituals are very weird. They're just very odd. And, uh, and I think it confuses uh, spirits, and, and they're just conjuring all kinds of different entities. It's, I mean, we've had people just do some really weird stuff there, and, and I think it's it's drawing attention to things to, to come in. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's demonic. And I, along that line, I have another theory as well, also, because it is a bar that's open every Friday and Saturday. Now, I'm not I'm not saying this to to put it down or anything like that because my gosh, there are hundreds and hundreds of people who absolutely love that place. However, it can get a little rowdy sometimes. And, you know, people drink, people, you know, there's fights. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just not to put too fine a point on it, but fights occur. And I just think there's so much energy 
in that mm-hmm. place on Fridays and Saturdays, some of it bad with people, you know, maybe drinking too much or getting in a fight. And some of it's good, people having a great time and dancing and having fun. But it's still, it's like a, a, a tornado of energy that gets whipped up in that place every single weekend. Yeah. And I just think that fuels them sometimes, you know, good or bad. I think sometimes it just fuels them and gives them that energy they need to, to come through. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes and sense. piggybacking off of that, um, <laughs> also there were, you know, there were discussions of if, if someone had some kind of an addiction, whether it be, you know, drugs, alcohol, or, or whatever it may be, could that possibly be attracting things? So I've had several people uh, come through on, on my tours that admitted that they had some sort of a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, and they were current addicts, not former addicts, not recovering addicts, but actively abusing drugs and alcohol. And I, I think having that addiction, there's already, of course, you already have this, this negative energy about you because of that. And I think that draws even more negative energy. So it's kind of like it's feeding off of that. If that makes sense. No, it definitely makes sense. That's what I was going to say before she said that was that the people coming on our tours I think it's the energy that they bring with them because I, right. it, you know, some nights it's super quiet, but our patrons may be quiet as well. So I think just sometimes it's who is there at the time. Yeah, definitely. Now, as much as I love Bobby Mackey's and talking about Bobby Mackey's, we've had uh, your group on before talking about that. So I don't want to rehash a bunch of that. I just want to talk a little bit about the show, but what I do want to talk about, is we did a um, three or four months ago. We did an episode on the Hoyabachu Forest in Romania, and y'all took a trip there and have another trip planned. Tell me a little bit about what you experienced or didn't experience, and your thoughts on that place. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, gosh, where do we start, Laura? Um, wow. <laughs> well. I mean, yeah, we, we went, what, in October of 2015, I think it was? Yep, 15. And uh, just long story short, we what we met a tour guide, uh, like, at midnight. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you know, let me paint a picture here. You've got four American women in the middle of a, of a foreign country that does not speak their language meeting a stranger at midnight to take them on a, a guided tour the through woods. the forest. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? And that is, that's exactly what we did. So yeah, we were, we had, you know, a lot of, um, expectations that un- unfortunately, um, didn't pan out, but we, we had, a, I, th- I thought was just a, a very unique experience that no one else we could say no one else or no other group in the world would has, has ever experienced. Well, I'm so. excited to hear about that. <laughs> so Laura, go, you take it from there. You, oh you my should. gosh. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I had, I had this. So I really thought that, you know, we could just walk around on our own and, and just explore the forest, maybe do some EVP sessions. 
um, you know, and just have some nice peace and quiet. Well, it didn't work out that way because there was a group of men that had been camped out in the clearing. Because as you know, you know, there's a clearing in the middle of the forest where right. nothing grows. So these guys had been camped there for three days. They were mostly Romanians, but there was one American guy. And there was just such negative energy coming off of them. And it, they did not want us there. And I've said that on, on, uh, actually it was a YouTube video. I mentioned that and I got all kinds of flack for that because people are, you know, thinking we're putting our emotions onto them. But no, I mean, we were very polite to them, but we could just tell they didn't want us there. But what they said they were doing is they had been there for three days, uh, camping out, fasting and praying, trying to, rid the forest of whatever whatever evil spirits live there. Um, and But that's not just what they were doing. They had swords, actual big swords. like Game from, of Thrones swords. Yeah, Game <laughs> of Thrones swords, all stuck in the ground in a circle. And, you know, we, we kind of asked them, like, you know, what are the swords for? And they never really told us. You know, they just said, yeah, we got swords. And... <laughs> It was just such an odd experience. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I don't know. We heard some kind of weird, like, chanting or singing. They had put these weird symbols all over the trees and spray painted on the ground. Um, whatever kind of ritual they were doing, they claimed to be ridding the forest of evil. Um, so I don't know. It was just really bizarre. So as we were walking away, by, by the way, our our tour guide... Oh, he hid. Yeah. He was hiding back in the shadows where they couldn't see him. And I, I guess he maybe had encountered them sometime and a point in time during those three days that they were there. Yeah, because he knew they were there. Yeah. And and so he was, you know, hiding, behind, you know, back in the shadows where they couldn't see him. And then, you know, after asking about them, they, they said, I believe, that they were some type of a church. Mm-hmm. And... Again, we we had the vibe. They just they just did not want us there. They didn't want us talking. And it was the American man that spoke for the others. The others became very quiet and never spoke. They really didn't even move. They just stood and watched us. And so, you know, after 10 or 15 minutes of us, you know, trying to conversate with them, not getting a whole lot back. So we decided to, you know, to back off and just go and explore you know, the rest of the forest. And as we're walking away through the forest, we could hear drumming and the, the chanting. And occasionally it sounded like footsteps, like we were being followed. And then as soon as we stopped, the footsteps would stop. And then we would walk, you know, further and hear it again. And, and like Laura said, there were these, I mean, at one point there was like a ram's head that was painted on a mm -hmm. tree. They had carvings in the trees it was just really really bizarre so yeah we weren't able to really do any kind of investigating because of that well, that sucks you drive all the <laughs> way from here to romania i know right <laughs> right, right they're wanting to hog the they clearing have a great story it is a great story and of course after we walked away i'm the crazy one that kept wanting to go back and i want to go spy on them and see what they're doing but yeah I was, it was, I was voted down. <laughs> it was a unique experience, though, really, how many people can say they've had, you know, that experience in the forest. It's, you know, we were, 
actually, I think we were pretty lucky. Like I said, four American women in a foreign country that did not speak the language in the middle of a forest, 12 o'clock midnight, and we made it out of there alive. So <laughs> That is quite the story. I'll give you that. <laughs> and, and we're going back for more. So. That's right. <laughs> so when are y'all going back? November, did you say? Yep. What if those same guys are still in the clearing? <laughs> we're still working I, on it. I, I would be upset. But, you know, <laughs> what, I, we're we're gonna put a you know sit down with them. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and have a seat, and I'll you know break bread with them if I have to. I don't know. <laughs> but the sad thing is, um, Jerry, the guy that we met, his name was Alex, and mm-hmm. they are actually part of a group that's trying to save the forest because. Yeah. Around the edge of the forest, um, like at the bottom of the hill, because we had to hike up a pretty steep hill to get up there. But at the bottom of the hill, they're actually building condos and apartments. And lately, they've been doing a lot of clearing of the forest, like cutting down a bunch of trees. And, of course, this group that Alex was with, um, you know, they're trying to save the forest and prevent all this chopping down of trees that's been going on because it's almost like they're trying to clear the whole land for development. And like I said, this group of people is trying to save it. Now, everything we did on the story, it pretty much painted a picture of most of the locals are deathly afraid of the place. Uh, Most refuse to go into it. Now, a lot of times those stories will will get inflated by the time, you know, it's been passed down and passed down and passed down. What was your take on how people felt about it when you were actually there? You know, I I don't really think we talked to many people other than Alex about the the forest. We didn't, really. Yeah. Um, But he just told us that, you know, a lot of people – Especially the, I guess, people from the country, the village, you know, like, I guess older people that don't live in the cities that live out in the countries, they're more likely to be the ones that are afraid of it than, you know, the modern people who live in the city. That makes sense. That's what he said. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So I want to wrap up on this. It's been fun having you guys on. I I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this because I know you all have a very busy schedule right now. But you've got some stuff that you're working on for next year, and I wanted to bring a little attention to that because uh, you guys are doing something that we would love to be able to do in the future. And um, I'm a little envious right now, but why don't you tell <laughs> the listeners what y'all are going to be doing here next year? Um, we are planning a trip to Scotland and Ireland. It'll be in September of 2020. Do you remember the dates, Angie? I think it's September 1st I can't to the 10th. It's first to the 10th. Yeah, it's first to the 10th. Of 2020, and we're doing like a haunted tour of Scotland and Ireland, visiting some of the haunted locations there. Um, And we're, you know, trying to bring some people along with us. So listeners, if you're hearing this and you're up for a trip to uh, Scotland and, and Ireland next September, they've got the setup for you. This would be a dream vacation for me. I can tell you that already. Yeah, it's so beautiful and so haunted. <laughs> and, and to get more information on that, as far as like the itinerary and the accommodations, uh, you can check out our Facebook page, our events calendar. Uh, I believe, I don't know if we, do we have it on website yet? It's not on our website, but it's on no. the Facebook events. And we'll post a new one just so people don't have to search too hard for it. We'll post a new uh, a new information page about it. 
And that's uh, and we'll post a, a link to your Facebook page on our page as well. But that's Gatekeeper Paranormal. Yeah. And yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds like such a fun place. So, are do you know we've done a couple of shows from over there? So you know, it, it'd probably be fun. I'm sure you're going to be hitting some of them. Uh, let me ask you this: I know you probably don't have the itinerary right in front of you. Is Hellfire Club in Dublin one of the ones that are you're going to? Yeah. Awesome. It is. Uh, let's see. Isn't yeah, it? it looks like we've got Leap Castle, um, some of the Game of Thrones sites, uh, Loch Ness, Sterling Castle, Greyfires Graveyard. There's there's a few more on here. Oh, wow. Um, but we should have. I think that link is going to have a lot more of the uh, the actual uh, locations that we're going to be visiting. So it sounds like fun. Well, thank you for so much for joining us. Like as I said, I know you got a very busy schedule going on, and you you took some time out and literally just set this up today. So that's how awesome you guys are. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Thank you. Pleasure talking to you again. And we're looking forward to uh, meeting you guys in person because that'll be my first time meeting you in person here on uh, the ninth. Only a week and a half away or so. Yep. yep. We'll see you then. All right. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank, thank you. Bye. Have a good night. So they are a lot of fun. They and are. We're going to have a good time with that next week. Yes, we are. And hopefully some other time. We're week. ready to have fun. And I hope that all you guys that are coming, you will enjoy it. You'll have a good time. And I like that it's on a Sunday. Yeah, that's kind of weird, though. Yeah, and let me say this. If you're coming, there's not going to be any food or drink there. It's a no. bar, but they're not going to be open no, for that. No, they're not open at all. Uh, so feel free to bring, like, drinks and stuff. We're not going to have anything supplied there. So bring you a drink. Just bring it, you know, in, in like, a bottle or something that's covered up or something. But yeah. feel, feel free to bring bring drinks with you. Yeah, there's a lot of nice places to eat around there as well, but... I mean, they're barely open. Yeah, this thing's early. It's 12, I mean, it's 12, 12, 12 they, o'clock is the time this thing goes. It'll be yeah. over by 3. Yeah. So. And if you want to, maybe some of us can meet somewhere and go have lunch or something. That would be nice. Yeah, right? we might be able to do that afterwards. Yeah. yeah so. Why not? And then, but yeah, like we said, they're barely open. They're open Friday and Saturday, and that is it. No electric, is, no air, or nothing's turned on during the week. In the... Uh, in that area, it's just up the road a little bit, but it's the restaurant that Rain Man was filmed at. You know, the episode where, or the part of Rain Man where he dropped all the toothpicks and was talking about the uh, remembering stuff out of the phone book and stuff uh-huh. like that. That restaurant is right there in that area, too. Because remember, uh-huh. we did that for Valentine's Day. We ate at that restaurant and yep. we went on a tour of Bobby Mikey with oh, Wanda K. Oh, yeah. Boy, I tell you what, if any of you are, oh, sorry, if any of you are ever just going through that area, and you want a place to stay, you need to stay at the, um, what's it called? I forgot. Wild, Wildwood. Wildwood, Wildwood Inn. Wildwood Inn. Oh, they have all these different rooms that are themed. We stayed in the cave room. Oh, my gosh. You guys, yeah, it's The whole amazing. thing inside is like a cave. You yeah. think you're in a cave the entire time. It's so cool, you guys. There's so many themed rooms. They got a nice pool. It's just a really cool place to go. So, just saying, if you're all ever yeah. passing through and, you know, want to find some place to stay that was pretty cool yeah wildwood inn is pretty cool they're not sponsoring us by any means but oh no no check them out yeah anyways so that's all we got for you this week we appreciate you listening yeah sorry i talked about my itchy butt but we're all family here so we love you hope you all have a wonderful week Good morning, Officer Rob, Indianapolis Police Department. Sir, can I see some identification? Well, 
Good morning, officer. That's an awfully nice bulge there in your pants. You don't meet too many, uh, too many Ohio boys, do you? Now, cut the fruitcake stuff. You care to explain why you're dressed like some kind of scarlet woman street walker out here flagging people down? Yes, he, I... <laughs> that's, a good, that's a really good question. I do a podcast, and we have a live show here in Indianapolis in just a few weeks. I was just trying to spread the word with flyers and hand job, uh, handshakes. Can you step out of the vehicle? There's a very strong odor coming from this vehicle. Not to worry, officer. I always smell like shit. No. I smell alcohol. Get out of the car. Wait, 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 wait. Do you know the difference between your mom and this ticket you're about to give me? What's that? <laughs> I'm going to tear them both up tonight. All right, you're coming with me. Join Nick and Rob from Ohio, Justin Rimmel from Mysterious Circumstances, and Jerry and Tracy from Hillbilly Horror Stories live. That's right, Rob Dog. Saturday, June 22nd at Gina's Grill in Indianapolis, Indiana. Tickets are just $15 and they are going fast. Just do a quick Google search for the bad boys and Tracy and Indy, or you can check out eventbrite.com. All of the tickets are available there. Nick, Rob, Justin, Tracy, and Jerry cannot wait to see you there. Mm, see you there. Bye.